this is Leah, and welcome to this week's Hashtag For Paris podcast. It is wonderful that you could join us for this week's teaching. I'll explain a little bit more about who we are at the end, but for now, let's jump right in. So welcome. Uh, really glad you're joining us again uh, this week. As, as Leah mentioned in her welcome, uh, today we're going to talk about anger. Now, I think there's a spectrum that some people really struggle with anger. They have what we refer to as anger issues. Others, perhaps a little less so. But the reality is, regardless of who you are, we all struggle with anger. And so, and so today, I want to have a, what I hope is a helpful conversation around how do we handle our anger? Because I'm sure all of us have been in circumstances and in situations where anger, that emotion has gotten the best of us. Where, where we have said things that just were not helpful, where we have done things that were just absolutely hurtful, or, or, or we have found ourselves in situations that, looking back, we completely regret. So today, how, how do we handle our anger in helpful ways? The first thing I want you to do, and I have no idea if you're going to do this, but I want you at home, wherever you are, to repeat after me. This message is for me. Say it again. This message is for me. Listen, this might seem elementary, but, but one of the temptations, one of the dangers of when we have a conversation like this is you think, oh, I know, I know someone who should be listening to this. I have a spouse or I have kids or I have a boss or I have a neighbor and you want to pull them in. So listen, listen, that's awesome. We'd love for you to share this link with them. But let's first land at the place of thinking, this is something that I need to deal with in my life. Because some of you might think, listen, 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 Joel, I don't, I don't get angry. I get, I get more frustrated. Well, listen, frustration is really just the opening act to anger. Because we all face anger, this, this emotion that oftentimes can grip us in small things, where your kids won't listen to you, or you get angry because your parents just don't understand you, or, or your spouse didn't do the one simple task you asked them to do before you left. Or anger can creep up in such larger things, where someone betrays you, where someone lets you down, someone, someone badmouths you, or, or someone posts something on social media that you're like, that is absolutely ridiculous. And that anger emotion begins to creep to the surface. Anger can come in sometimes the unexpected ways, where you're just grabbing a few things from the grocery store and you go to check out and someone cuts you off. Or you're, you're driving home and, and someone is just going way too slow and, and anger wells up within you. So, like, like, what do we do? Particularly if we think about Jesus and what he wants for us, how do we respond to anger? Over the summer, we have been working through this series called Navigating Life, How to Make Good Decisions. And I believe one of the most important decisions we make is how we handle anger, how, how we respond to this emotion in the midst of, of all of life. Because, listen, what I hope today is, is is not just simply more self-help for you. Because I believe that when you start to dig into what Jesus wants for us, that when we respond in a helpful way, that, that anger will not only become harmful, 
but potentially could be helpful. There's, there's a passage in, in the Bible, in the New Testament. It comes from the Apostle Paul. Uh, he, he's one of the great leaders of the early church. And he is teaching us about the importance of, of just how we live our life. And he lands at a place where he says this to the early church. In your anger, do not sin. When I start to think about that, the, the low-hanging fruit in the midst of all of this is, is, is just the reality of, of oftentimes we think of the best way to respond to anger is, is simply just not allowing it to get the best of me. That, that, that I don't want to act in a way that is hurtful. I don't want to act in a way that is harmful. But, but I want to act in a way that is actually of, of benefit in my life. And so have you ever thought about that? Have you ever considered for a moment that, that anger can actually be helpful when it comes to life? I, I believe it can be in two ways. First is that anger can be a great revealer. And second is that anger can be a great initiator as well. Let, let me explain. Anger can be a great revealer in the midst of life. That, that oftentimes it can be something that, that helps remind us of something we need to perhaps work on in what we are facing. It, it, it can remind us of something lurking beneath the surface, some, some greater struggle that we are dealing with. That, that when we actually begin to take our anger to Jesus, there can be a positive response. Let, let, let me illustrate it this way. A couple of weeks ago, interestingly enough, as I was kind of preparing this message, I received this email from someone about an issue that was going on. And best described, the email was rather cutting. It was making some accusations and it got my blood boiling. And I was in the place where I'm like, oh, th this is what you want to do? You want to go toe-to-toe? -to -toe? Well, I got an email for you. And I was about to send off one of those like loud typing, pounding emails right back, making a few accusations on my own. But, but, but then I felt a bit of a nudge. And the nudge, I believe, was from God. Basically telling me, just, just, just hold back, slow down a little bit. Let's think this through. And what began to happen was not only me responding in a way that would have been completely hurtful and unhelpful, but it started to reveal something that was going on beneath the surface. That one of the reasons that I was so upset was that pride was lurking up. And it was this email, this sense of, of anger that started to reveal this in my life. And so I took some time. I started to think it through in my own life. And the next day, I sent out a much more reasonable email, managed to meet with the person one-on-one, -on -one, and we talked through some of the issues. And instead of, instead of me sending an angry email, we actually had a very constructive conversation. Have you ever done that in your life? Where when someone does something that makes you incredibly angry, instead of just responding, you actually begin to ask the question, is there something deeper going on that, that maybe God is allowing to reveal in me? The second way that I would say that, that anger at times can be helpful is that it can be a great initiator. That, 
Have you ever considered that, that maybe God allows us to get angry about things that also break his heart? That, that we're not just simply to, to go through the motions and, and think that everything and, and, and all things are okay. What about injustice? What about racism? What about the, the abuse of children? What about people on the margins not being treated fairly? Aren't, aren't those things that are going wrong in the brokenness of our world supposed to get you upset and angry? Not, not in a way where you just lash out and get mad, but, but in a way that begins to motivate you to do something about it. A phrase was, was coined a number of years ago called the sense of a holy discontent, that, that the things that bother God should also bother us as well. In addition to the work that I do here with the church, I'm involved in a prison ministry in Malawi. And I'll have to say that when I walk into the prison cells and I see these men and women and sometimes even children lying there in these conditions, there is a whole wealth of emotions that begin to bubble up the surface. One of them is anger. And at times, it's, it's, it's the anger within that, that helps motivate me to begin to continue to do the work that we are doing, to see these injustice brought to an end. And maybe that happens in your life. Maybe there are things that, that you see that maybe instead of sending off an angry email or, or putting out something angrily on social media, that maybe it is God wanting to initiate something in you. When the Apostle Paul talks about, in your anger, do not sin, the low-hanging fruit on this is don't respond in a way that is going to be hurtful. Don't, don't respond in a way that, that is going to cause pain to others and likely regret in your life as well. But the next step is to begin to see what is anger wanting to reveal in you? Maybe what is anger wanting to initiate in the midst of your life? So that, that anger is not just simply not harmful, but it actually becomes helpful in our life as well. So what does this look like? How, how do we begin to take that next step? Let, let me suggest two things. Two things that I try to work on in my life and don't always get it right, but let me suggest them to you. And it actually brings us back to the book of Proverbs. If, if you've been tracking with us this summer, we've been working through the book of Proverbs as, as a way of allowing us and helping us to make good decisions. And so, and so how can we make good decisions when it comes to our anger so that we're not just simply hurtful, but that our anger can actually become helpful. Let me suggest the first thing is this. It's found in Proverbs 29, verse 11. The proverb says, Fools vent their anger, but the wise quietly hold it back. The first suggestion I would make is, in the midst of your anger, let your immediate reaction be to rant to Jesus. I think oftentimes there's, there's two spectrums when it comes to anger, how, how most people deal with it. They, they vent it in the moment. They just go off and they spew their anger. If someone attacks them, they attack them. And suddenly the situation doesn't get any better. It actually gets much worse. On the flip side, people's like, listen, I'm not, I'm not going to vent my anger, but I'm going to bury my anger. And what ends up happening is you bury your emotions. You don't deal with the things that are actually going on. And eventually, and eventually it begins to bubble to the surface. 
And one of the symptoms that you know that you are burying your anger is when you go off on things that really, really should not make you that upset. Proverbs says, fools vent their anger, but the wise quietly hold it back. Rant to Jesus. Take your anger to God. Now, you may be sitting there thinking, wait, 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 wait a second, wait a second. Like, you mean, you mean like, get angry with God? Bring it to God? I'm saying, go at it as best you can, because then you're not venting it on the person, you're not bearing it within, but you are bringing it to the one who can handle it, who can actually use it. There's this amazing book in the Bible, right in the middle of the Bible, it's the easiest one to find, It's the book of Psalms. And the Psalms are essentially people's personal prayers to God. And and many of the Psalms, many of these prayers are actually people venting to God. There's been a circumstance, there's been a situation, there's been an injustice, and they just go off on God. What you start to see is as the prayer develops, they, they, they leave it with God and they continue to trust in Him. What would that look like? if we began to do that in our own lives. It's often in our rants to Jesus that, that maybe he wants to reveal something in you as well. Listen, when I got that annoying email a couple of weeks ago, I, I ranted at Jesus pretty good. And it was in the middle of my rant, I started to realize that I'm getting, going to a place that is kind of ridiculous. And it was here that I began to see that there was something else I needed to deal with. You see, when you rant at Jesus, it prevents anger from becoming a disposition. It's not about who you are. Second suggestion I would make is in the midst of anger, choose grace. Proverbs 15.1 says this, A gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. Or in Proverbs 15.18, A hot-tempered person starts fights. A cool-tempered person stops them. Choose grace. Like, what what does that mean? Is that just one of those, like, fancy Christian words? Grace is giving someone something they do not deserve. It is a gift. And when someone does something that hurts you and makes you angry, what they deserve is for you to fight back. But grace says, I'm going to step back. I'm going to give you the benefit of like a muscle that needs to be exercised. Listen, if you don't exercise regularly, when someone comes along and says, hey, do you want to go on a 10K run? You're not going to be able to do it because you haven't been practicing it. In the same way, if we don't intentionally practice grace, that when those moments come, we're not going to be able to figure it out either. So what is... What does a person of grace do? It means when someone acts in a way that makes you angry, you you change the inner voice from asking the question, what is wrong with you? To what has happened to you? Because grace says, you know what? Maybe I don't know the whole story. Maybe there are greater things going on than I can simply not appreciate. Jesus in the greatest act of grace, when he went to the cross and died for you and me, when he was on the cross, having done nothing wrong, and the people were mocking and heckling, they had spit upon him, they had beat him, they were now gambling for his last item of clothing. If there was ever a moment 
where Jesus was justified to get angry, it would have been there. But he chose grace. And he called out, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. I'm not going to soft pedal Jesus. Listen, if if you want to follow Jesus, there's going to be things he's going to ask of you that will not come easily or naturally. I, I don't know when he talks about loving your enemies. Like, how, do, how does that happen? It happens by choosing grace. And, and if we're called to love our enemies, shouldn't it also mean that we show grace to those that anger us? Those that frustrate us? So what does this look like? When we begin to take these steps of choosing grace, of ranting to Jesus, we begin to recognize this reality that in our anger we will not sin. That that anger will not only produce no longer hurtful responses, but can actually be incredibly helpful in revealing something that maybe God wants to deal with in your life or in initiating something that maybe you wouldn't have got there on your own. So, repeat after me. This message is for me. Because I'm going to bet that this week, something's going to happen. Something small, something major, something unexpected. And the, ang- the emotion of anger might start to well up inside of you. And it's there. It's there you have a choice, not only to not retaliate and be hurtful, but actually be open to see how this, this emotion of anger might actually become helpful and see what God wants to do in you or what God wants to do through you. When the Apostle Paul says, in your anger, do not sin. That is the first step of following in the way of Jesus. Let me pray for you. And so, Lord God, we give thanks for this day. We recognize that in the midst of life, there are times where we get angry. May we recognize that that becoming angry is not the issue, but rather how we respond. May we respond by showing grace. May we respond by by bringing our anger to you. May we be open to see what you want to reveal in us or what you may even want to initiate through us that started because of anger. Jesus, I'm the first to admit, I can't do this on my own, and so I need you at work in my life. And so I pray for those that are watching that we would recognize our need for you as well. For we ask it all, Jesus, in your name. Amen. And so now may the Lord bless you. Now may the Lord keep you. Now may the Lord look to want towards you and grant you his peace. Today and in all of his tomorrows. Amen. to 
our podcast today. We hope that you were encouraged by what you just heard. Just so you know a little bit more about who we are, hashtag for Paris, our church is about creating a culture that shows people that we are for them and for our local community. Jesus invites us to experience a meaningful life with him and others. So we meet every Sunday morning in person at the Paris Presbyterian Church at 10.30 a.m. and throughout the week in various home groups and pubs here in Paris. It is here that we experience authentic relationships and we grow deep in our faith journeys together. If you would like to connect with us further, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And it is here that you can find links to any of our other audio and video podcasts, sermons, and you can track with what's happening with us each month. Please go straight to our website for more information now about our home groups and how you can get involved. Our website is parispresb.ca. Yes, that's right, parispresb, P-R-E-S-B dot C-A. And it's there that you can share our links with your friends, family, and neighbors. Uh, We have friends from around the world who connect in with us online on a regular basis. And so lastly, please feel free to email me and get connected directly. I would love to chat with you. My email is leah at parispres.ca, and I'll get right back to you. So that's all we have for now. Thanks again for joining, and we'll see you again next week. Bye for now, everyone.